Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience here on ESPN LA 710. I'm Laferne Cusack. Today, we are speaking with Aaron, the artist, he is a digital multimedia artist drawing many spectacular things, and uh, we're going to talk all about it. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, you are an amazing artist. Tell us how you got into creating art for sports and animation and illustration. Um, I initially got started in part because of my dad he was an engineer and he would always be drawing on weekends at home and i had to be nine ten months and i would always be begging for something to do i guess a draw with him so he handed me a charcoal and a piece of paper and i started drawing from there and just kept going and other cousins in my family were pretty talented so every year we go and spend time with them for thanksgiving christmas summer vacation you know, I'd be drawing, trying to measure up against them, and every summer I'd come back and try to get better and better. And once I passed them, I had to find another challenge, so I'd try to find the best person in my class or at school, and I'd just keep drawing and drawing and drawing. And my mom started putting me in an art contest. Once I won the first art contest, it was kind of like, okay, so what can I do now? You're hooked. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was fun, and I would win little prizes like 5 $6, some candy, food, or stuff like that, which for me was the world. It's like, oh, I won $5. I can go buy some more candy, or <laughs> I won some pizza, whatever. And you continued on. So tell us, what type of art do you do? Like, I, don't, I didn't really describe it well at the top, but tell us about your art. I do primarily sports figures, because that's what I I love like I'll watch basketball and football all day long and would be perfectly happy with that and if there's a uh, popular people that are out in the media or whatever I'll draw them if it's something that's really entertaining and I like cartoons so like Scooby-Doo Teen Titans X-Men and all the Marvel characters I'll draw them because they're also hilarious and awesome to draw so how do you come up with the stories generally it'll happen in a spur of a moment I'll see a, a headline that's going on find a character that I want to draw and then I'll just try to brainstorm ways where I can tie it into pop culture where everyone will understand it and it'll still be entertaining at the same time what's your favorite one that got a lot of great feedback probably LeBron either him or stuff I've done related to maybe Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. But more than likely, the ones that I've gotten the most feedback are been the ones with LeBron because he's such a polarizing figure to some and others love him, so I kiss both sides. <laughs> you shared, so are, are you a LeBron fan? I love LeBron. I know. Like, I'm a huge fan of him, so whichever team he's actually playing for is a team I actively root for, so right now I'm a huge Lakers fan. Yes. But prior to this year, I was a Cleveland fan. Wasn't too thrilled with some of the stuff that was going on in playoffs, but I wanted him to win, so it was like, Go Cleveland. Right, right, right. And I, can I mention your wife is not a LeBron fan? I don't know. If <laughs> she's a diehard Lakers fan, and she's Kobe, team Kobe all the way. Yeah. And I was like, but Kobe just he <laughs> likes LeBron. She doesn't care. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he'd have to bring two or three championships and parades to L.A. for She actually accepts him, but. But, you know, um, I think it was Shannon Sharp that says, like, when a team when a team trades someone, fans see it as business. But when a player tr- like 
does something for their own business, their own personal brand and, you know, getting a ring or whatever, Mm -hmm. then the fans demonize them. Like, it's... It doesn't balance out to me. It doesn't make any sense. I completely get it, why the players would do it. And then the fans have to understand that the players are trying to do their what's best in their own best interest. Because, like, DeMar found out, loyalty is not everything. And although I don't agree with what Kevin Durant did, I respect the fact that he's out winning because he just being traded didn't mean he was going to get championships, but he's just got surrounded with a bunch of other really good players. Yeah. So when you knew that you had this talent, so you started with charcoal and I've seen all these like amazing artists, like young, young artists, like seven, eight, nine, ten, doing charcoal. I, I don't know the, the type of thing that they're doing. Realistic photographs, I believe it's called. But tell us how you were able to create starting with charcoal and then gravitate your journey uh, to, you know, the artists now, the basketball players and the athletes. Charcoal was really dirty and messy, so it didn't last for long. I think I think I had a lot of charcoal marks in the carpet, so my dad quickly <laughs> switched me to a pencil. So from there, I would take a mechanical pencil on paper and would just draw all the time, like, wake up draw go to sleep draw in school drawing in church drawing just always drawing and through high school drawing with pencils pens whatever i could get my hands on once i got to college and i learned how to do it digitally and discovered that a lot of stuff that i was doing with a pencil i could have been doing a lot easier and saving time and if i messed up i could just hit a quick button and delete it as opposed to having to draw all over again i started switching to that so i have a wacom tablet and a wacom Cintiq, and i draw on it color stuff if i don't like it i'll hit a quick button or i'll just use a paint bucket and change the whole outlook of everything and it's a lot easier for shading and stuff of that nature it's just different layers Okay, so I saw one you sent me, and it had the Hollywood sign in the background. Now, was that a photograph, and then you layered it with your artwork? Mm-hmm. So that was a actual image, and I took in the Photoshop and filtered it just a little bit and changed it where it didn't look so like a live photo, and I threw the um, illustrations on a layer above it. Now, who were the athletes that uh, LeBron and Kobe. Okay. So when you're talking about, you know, gravitating towards, you know, pencils and drawing and then to the computer, I was talking to you before we got on air when I had Chris Prynoski from Titmouse on. He was talking about how when it went from drawing everything on paper to, you know, storyboarding to the computer, a lot of animators and a lot of artists got out of the business because it's everything's like computerized now. And it's really interesting how a lot of artists did not want to go that way. But then now you have so many artists that have to build in the layers and the textures. There's a texture artist. There's all this other stuff. Explain to me, because I'm a, I'm a neophyte, explain to me how you are able to do it's 2D, correct? Mm-hmm. How you're able to do that and still get the story within the athletes that you're drawing. So it's never a go completely away from drawing with pen because there's nothing that can replace that but now i'll take the rough sketch of what i'm drawing on paper and i'll take a picture of it on either my camera or i'll scan it and directly into my um 
well, I'll take a picture and I'll uh, make a copy on my uh, copy machine and then scan it directly into my computer and then just digitally redraw it. So it's almost like a faint sketch with a pencil. But then all the hard work, if you want to call it hard work, is done on a computer. And if I don't like the way something is looking as far as a color or I'm horrible with drawing circles, it doesn't seem like it, but I am not a good circle person. So <laughs> I'll go back in there and tweak it here and there with uh, the computer and it's so much easier. Uh, I mean, it's I get why a lot of the uh, animators kind of went away from it because it took a special skill to be able to draw it by hand and keep moving but computers just make the game so much easier really so much easier and you can get stuff done faster yeah so how long does it take you to do let's say one animation of a scene for a, a game that is really dependent on how much is supposed to be going on i can typically do one to two minutes a day and that's a 10 hour day Really? Yeah. So you take a character and you build up layers. So like there's a layer for eyes, eyebrows, mouths, uh, arms, body, torso. And then you have to go back and if they're talking, that's another couple hours because you have to create phonemes and sync everything to the audio and go back and scrub it, make sure it it lines up. Then you have to go back and um, render stuff out, which depending on what kind of computer you have can take a long time or it can be fast. So that part is tedious, but it's so much easier than having to do it all by hand and then using a um, machine to record everything. Oh, really? So, uh, you know, you you talk about rendering and stuff. It's like I know for like a 10-minute video, it could take all day to render. (laughs) What type of uh, uh, computer do you work with then? Uh, MacBook. I do everything. Well, I try to do everything with uh, Apple. I used PCs prior to going to college, and after they introduced me to how Macs work and how much better they are, I haven't touched a PC since. Oh, really? And how do you, like, is it the graphic card that makes it go faster, or? Uh, I want to say that is the graphic card, and then it's almost like Macs are made for designers, whereas PCs are better for Um, so if somebody somebody was writing a script, I could see a PC being better for that. I, I don't really know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, Macs are great for designers and creatives, and they rarely get viruses, which was a, probably the biggest selling point for me because when I had a PC, I used to, you know, listen to music or, air quote, download music <laughs> and get all kinds of viruses, and then my computer had to go to the shop to get fixed. I've never had to take my Mac in it other than when I had a hard drive crash, and that was once in 10 years. Oh, really? Have you had anything crash when you were right in the mid- middle of a project? Yeah. <laughs> That's I had to learn hard. the hard way to save <laughs> your stuff as you work. Save every 10 to 15 minutes. But, yeah, I've been working on stuff and literally saw the entire thing crash, and I'm like, what happened? Oh, no. Yeah. That's happened to me before. And you primarily work in Adobe, Adobe Suites. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's start off with um, one of the the one that you said that uh, got a lot of a lot of likes and plays. You're Aaron Aaron the artist on Insta, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, one of the things that you got a lot of hits on. How long did it take you to develop that and from um, beginning to end, and then? I did the a picture part. of LeBron. 
think it was when he was saying he was the king of New York. So I took a image of him flexing, put a crown on his head, and then had a New York uh, skyline behind him. That one probably took from brainstorming concept to being finished about three and a half hours because I kind of knew going along what I wanted to do. But I did another one that got a lot of likes too. It was a Black Panther picture. So that one it was Black Panther, his sister, uh, Killmonger, Kendrick Lamar, and then the director. And I've composed them all in one big picture. And I had to go and look for different photos of them because the, um, it's hard to draw certain pictures if you can't get a good, uh, image of where all the shadows fall. And you had to. Do you improvise it or? Yeah, and that is sometimes good, sometimes bad. So when I'm drawing pictures of ladies, I used to draw them exactly as I saw them, and I found out quickly that that's not good because everybody <laughs> doesn't like how exactly they look. So I have to go back and embellish certain things. Like with women, I have to draw light, lighter shadows so they don't look as rough and oh. manly. And like stuff like noses and mouths. Apparently, people are very picky about stuff like that, even though it's an <laughs> illustration. <but. laughs> it's like you're telling the artist how to draw. <laughs> Look, I'm the artist here, but I mean, you get a lot of that. How, yeah. how as an artist, Aaron, do you go about uh, working uh, with that? Because you know, you've worked with several publications and everywhere. How do you go about? designing your work to where it fits with you know the nfl or the nba or i generally look at stuff that they've already had published and try to fit in that those parameters and i mean everybody's going to have a opinion so just have to have tough skin or just take it all in stride um now this is something just drastic like yeah we want you to redo the whole thing and <laughs> if it's something that you really feel um passionately about I would just fight it back. But generally, there's a lot of stuff you can just, okay, you need this change, you need this change. Or it'll be something really, really simple. They like, something's not right. Go back in, take a couple of shadows off, or make them lighter. And then it's like, perfect. Like, all I did was hit a button, but okay. (laughs) Right. And it's like, okay, well, that's, that's the. Some people aren't art directors, but they think that they're art directors. So it's like, okay, well. I'm going to just change this one little thing. Oh, it's great. You know, but not everyone can be an art director. What do you think goes into being a great art director? Probably having vision and seeing long term, like the end game and knowing what works here, what works there. I was doing stuff with one guy who was mentoring me and he had lots of great ideas his methods of getting there weren't the same as my methods of getting there, but in the end, they, it worked out, and a lot of people saw my work because of the stuff he was saying. But some of the stuff he was saying, I would fight him too, and I'm like, no, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why you want to you know, go this direction, and I would go and do it my way and still get the same results. So it just really depends on how passionate you are about whatever it is you're working on. But he had my best interest in mind, so it generally worked out. Mm -hmm. But isn't that interesting how you guys, we can be speaking totally or saying totally different things, but in the end, we're saying the exact same thing, but 
we're just not connecting on the same page of of how we're saying it. I think that's more of, you know, our own experiences and how and how Aaron, like you were taught from your dad and how you go about, you know, creating the story and then laying it out and then, you know. Yeah. So how do you go about getting on the same page with someone that who has your best interest in mind, which is is great to have someone on your side. But how do you go about navigating that as an uh, uh, an artist? Uh, I guess the best way to answer that is just to have a clear head. Um, almost like I'll be working on a project. My wife will walk in the room, see what I'm doing. It's like, hey, you should change this, change that. And I'm looking at her like, you don't draw. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. But then I'll sit there and think about it and be like, okay, maybe she's right. I'll make the necessary tweaks and then she'll come back like, oh, see, it's perfect. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure, this works. And then I'll you know post a picture or I'll return the picture to the client. They like it. I'm like, good job, babe. You, 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 were, you were right. But a lot of times, um, like – Mm, I don't think that this will work, so I'm going to do it. What you know, because it's worked for me in the past. I'll do what I want need to do. Right, but isn't it also artists? Like, where do you find your inspiration? Because some artists get writer's block, of course, or drawing. Yes, <laughs> burnout. Oh yeah. So how how do you go about getting inspiration to, you know, be open to hear maybe someone else's suggestion? Of um, how to draw LeBron or Michael Jordan. I'm looking at your Michael Jordan illustration here on Insta, Aaron. Aaron, the artist. artist on Insta. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of times when I've draw, run into occasions where I have artist block or something, or I'm burned out, I'll literally go and go bowling or play basketball or go to the beach. Just I just take myself out of this whole equation. Go do some other stuff. Come back a day, two days. I think at the longest I took a week off because I was just burnt out from working on some kind of animated project. And I would jump back in there like nothing ever changed. You know, just go back full speed. But I always had to step back because mm-hmm. if you could just keep drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing, it's great. But once you get that, um, you know, artist block is really hard. You're going to be sitting there in front of the computer. Eyes start hurting, and you're just more or less staring at the screen, screen staring back at you. Nothing's getting done. Wow, right. Uh, I looked at your, you know, your Insta, and there is so much stuff going on, of course, in the NBA and in sports, just in general. Every every day, every day, every day, <laughs> and it's like, how can you keep up with being Aaron the artist? That's your brand, and then trying to stay on top of it and being, you know, producing all this artwork, but also creating stuff to make an a living. Um, that's a really really tough question. Um, just try to anticipate stuff that may or may not happen like with LeBron coming out here you had a window where you knew that it was either going to be here Cleveland, Houston or what was the other team that they were discussing? Oh Philly so I had literally three different pictures oh my gosh really one of him wearing a Philly jersey one of him wearing a Houston jersey with uh, Harden and Paul on both sides and uh, maybe one of him 
I think I have a bunch of him in Cleveland, so I don't think I redrew a Cleveland picture. But the picture of him in Houston and the one of him in Philly never got past the you know the whole finishing stage because he didn't go. <laughs> so those, I don't know if I still have those drafts in my computer. I think I might have deleted them, but I literally had everything thrown out. All that was left was for me to add a couple of colors here and then post it. But once he made that decision, which was a funny day in itself, because I think I might have been at church on that Sunday, and my father-in-law said, "Yeah, he chose LA." I'm like, "You're kidding!" Because oh, right. I completely, you know, hadn't been on social media, and yes. I went on the ESPN store, and I was like, "Yes, I know." I got a text from uh, a friend that actually came on the show or was coming on the show, and he was like, "LeBron to the Lakers." I was like, "What?" I. I didn't hear the news and I just got the text and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so insane. Um, so you prepare. So you, it, it's really a job to do your, your Instagram, your social media. Um, I, I can imagine that that takes a long time. So in anticipation, what about the fly on the fly? Do you do stuff like that? I have and that's fun too is different because certain times of night or day when stuff happens i'll draw it and then post it as fast as i can because if you wait till the next day everybody else has already done their own takes of it so it's kind of like you're following the trend with everybody else and if you post it too late then people are asleep so they may or may not see it but i think you have to remember that social media is across the world so everybody's gonna see it at various times so I've, at this point now, just post stuff whenever. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to see it, and if they don't see it, then they'll see it later on in the day or the next day. Yes. Uh, this is ESPN LA 710. I'm Laferne Cusack speaking with Aaron the Artist, the digital media artist, uh, illustrator, animator, design. He does it all, um, and you could check him out on Insta, Aaron the Artist. Uh, Aaron, so let's talk uh, again. Okay, so you you got into animating you gravitated towards you know uh, going to the computer and and digitizing as am i saying that right mm-hmm. digitizing these photos and your artwork so you layer upon layer upon layer like how many layers do you go through in creating let's say i'll pick this one out that you tagged me in um where you did a pop art pop art at boomtown brewery mm-hmm can you describe this for our audience? Uh, <laughs> Can you see it? Yeah, that was the LeBron collage. Oh, okay. That was, I want to say, seven or eight different illustrations I've done of him over the um, the years. But the very, very back one was him with Miami. would have been when he won his first title, which is a layer of his own. That is eight layers. So each image I would... I'm sorry. That's right. Each image, I would go back and do a layer of the outline, black and white layer, and I'd go on top of that layer and add shading and color. And I would take those layers into Photoshop and add a, a stroke and a um, drop shadow if necessary. And then I'd position them where I wanted them to go for the final picture. And I would just go back and bring all the illustrations into Photoshop and compose them where it's one mega picture. And then I would, you know, figure out what I was going to do about the background and throw that in the layer in the very, very, very back. Okay. So this looks like it's curved. 
Uh, yeah, that was it was an illustration from a um. I think they were sitting in my car. Oh, oh, okay. So you were actually you actually took a picture of the illustration mm-hmm. in your car. Okay, so I had made prints of that for a art pop up art show. So I took a photo of it just to send to a couple friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really cool. So, um, oh gosh. Okay, so when you go out to these shows and you set them up and people can bid on them and mm-hmm. get whatever they want. Uh, have you had any of the athletes contact you regarding your um, work? I had one or two, um, a couple start following me, which was really, really cool. Um, not as many as I would like, but a couple of people have seen the stuff and now get messages from their agents. And like, Hey, we want you to do such and such for we're representing blah, blah, blah. Um, a couple of uh, celebrities have seen this stuff and reposted it, which is always appreciated and, and great. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of music people have seen my stuff, and, and they'll have me draw pictures for them or do uh, animated videos for them. Oh, cool! Which is this is very cool. A big thing is they don't understand how much time and effort is required, and then they'll come up with an offer this. Not bad. $10. And then you're like, $10 will let me allow me to turn on the computer. <laughs> but yeah, because certain things that you do, they want, yeah, I want to be flipping and doing all this and do it backspin. Like, okay, um, so I'm going to need to bring in someone to help me out. It's like, well, how much is that going to cost? And I'll give them a number. And he's like, well, what can you do for this amount? That backspin turns into a simple walk. Um, <laughs> you can slide. I, I don't know. You, you can know. do the worm. No, the worm is hard. Because yeah, it, it is a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could do a little pop lock in. <laughs> we could do two pop locks for $10. <laughs> but yeah, uh, something that an uh, old friend of mine always told me was like, you have three options when you're getting work done from and it's for any creative, any artist, whoever, you can pick from good, fast, and cheap. Pick two of the three. Exactly. Whichever one you don't pick is what you won't get. So you can get good and fast, but it won't be cheap. Or you can get uh, cheap and good, but it won't be fast. Or you can get fast and cheap, but it It won't, won't be, be good. good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So tell us some of the people that you followed as you were growing into your art. Like, who did you admire and... And and why? Um, probably the first person I really liked was Jim Lee because his art was amazing. He was doing X Men at the time, and I would buy comics every once in a while, read them, and start focusing on art because I wanted to emulate his style. He has so much detail, and it just looked really really cool. And then from there, I start picking up. Well, a new artist came in X Men named Joe Mananura, and he had a more of a cartoony style, yeah. and I was like. Oh, this is cool, and it's easier to draw, and I can do it faster. So I started gravitating to his style, only to find out later that was like a manga style. It was what style? Uh, manga oh. style, which I had no idea what that whole thing was. And what then is I figured it? Out Japanese oh, oh. illustration. So basically, it's like Disney cartoons, but with details. Hmm. Can you describe that to uh, me? Disney with details. So if you took a Mickey Mouse, gave him muscles and uh, veins popping out, but keep the cartoony face features, but just add more details and more shading, that would be m- manga. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know that. Wh- what's his name again? Um, uh, Jim Lee? Or- yeah, Jim Lee. Ma- 
Or Joe Matt, Joe Matanura. Yeah, Joe Matanura of from my son watches Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I know, <laughs> I know him from that. I'm like, gosh, he sure does a lot of stuff. <laughs> He's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm like, oh wow. But what? Okay, so you are able to look at different styles. And you may not know the style, but you know you like it. What other things that have you incorporated, like from his work into yours? Or did you guys do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from him, I, facial gestures were probably the biggest thing because his facial gestures are so animated. Like the eyes pop. It just looks a lot different from Jim Lee's style. Jim Lee's style is more rugged in your face, but it's like you know, traditional superhero style. Joe style is, he's a superhero, but he look, looks like someone that can hang out with one of us because he's normal, but he's really cool looking. Um, and then there's uh, Adam Kubert. It was doing Wolverine for the longest, mm. and his style was also, <laughs> but his style also took the longest because it's so much cross-hatching and detail. Trying to emulate his style would take <laughs> days. Oh, yeah? Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking up Ab- Adam right now. His for days. Oh, is it Adam? Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is a lot of detail. Yeah, but his stuff, he was making a serious amount of money when he was working on uh, Wolverine. And I think when he wow. went over to DC, he was getting paid well for what he was doing. And I mean, after I tried to draw his style, I realized why. Right, right. That is That is pretty crazy oh my gosh that's awesome um so when you okay so you followed all of these artists Mm -hmm. and you see their style and then did you always do cartoons or comic book characters and then gravitate into athletes or was it just a mix um start off cartoons and comic book characters and then once i got out of high school i think this would have been 98 Boondocks had just hit uh, newspapers. So I saw this, co- this comic strip with people that I could relate to. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I saw this, and I was like, he's good, but I can draw like this. So I, you know, was working at a restaurant as a busboy. So I made a comic strip about a restaurant and submitted it to um, all the syndicates. And actually found out later that I could have. You know, if I kept going with it, something might have happened with, you know, it going into the papers. But I thought it was just another rejection letter, so I kind of ignored it. And I just happened to be looking at the, all the rejection letters I had. And was like, oh, I totally didn't read that one. Oh, my but, goodness. Um, maybe midway through my sophomore year in college, I just started drawing uh, athletes because we did a lot of uh, live drawing stuff or lots of portraits, arts. And I was like... Okay. Um, I did a picture in high school of Michael Jordan. It won, like, it, it was like a really, really hard picture to draw. Why was it difficult? Uh, this was when I was just drawing everything by hand, and there was no uh, digital anything. So I composed, I want to say, three images within one massive picture, and then I... Um, put it in there for the art contest and this is when I should have been taking art classes but I didn't because I didn't like the idea of someone else telling me at the time this is how you need to draw and then drawing it their way because I had been doing it that long on my own so you know the contest one beat everybody else in the school 
and that was the, probably the first one I did. And I would do other pictures and send them into the newspapers, and they would print them. So it would be here or there, a couple of pictures of athletes. But I focused mostly on comics. Get to college, learn digital art, and learn shading, which changed everything for me. So I started doing more athletes and start being able to shade and do it the way that I thought it should look or before. If I draw a picture of a athlete and color it, if I mess up on the colors, the picture never finishes because I'll take, literally take it, ball it up, and throw it in the trash and start over. Oh, my goodness. And that used to drive my mom crazy. Oh, <laughs> I bet. So once I learned that, hey, you can just digitally, and if you mess up, you can just hit delete and start over. I was like, <laughs> this is a lot better, a lot easier. Ah, oh, technology that, you know, is yes. making life easier for artists. So, Aaron, tell us how Boondocks, Boondocks, Saints or Boondocks. Oh, oh my gosh. Have you seen the movie Boondocks Saints? That was a good movie. Yeah. (laughs) Boondocks, Carl Jones, Boondocks, how your encounter with him and how he has influenced your work. Um, I reached out to him when the show first came on and found him on Facebook. Or no, it was MySpace. It's kind of myself. I sent him a message saying, hey, I like your work. Asked him, you know, basically, how can I do what you do? Because you're really, really great at it. And, of course, I didn't think you were going to respond back because people with that caliber, they generally don't unless you're somebody up there, too. Mm-hmm. So I sent the message and went on about my day. Maybe two hours later, I got a oh, response. Wow. I was like, oh, wow. He responded. <laughs> cool. So we started talking back and forth about different things here and there. And he would give me books that I could look at as far as getting um, better ideas and more practice. Um after that, I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing and progressing through classes with the stuff that he was telling me. I um, wound up getting an internship at Cartoon Network. Oh, cool. Which was the best internship I've ever had in my life. Why is that? It was just so much fun. It's like you're going to a, a theme park, although it wasn't. It was at a, Cartoon a, Network. Yeah, it was yeah. a studio, and it's just jobs like that you just go in and you're happy to go to work you're (laughs) happy to draw those are the best jobs absolutely you get all kinds of stuff done because it's not like work to me it didn't feel like work and didn't feel like i had to go in like oh i'm going to work it's terrible (laughs) there was like i get to draw this is so cool right and in the middle of the day if i'm tired okay i'll go play foosball with other people that are out there or shoot baskets or whatever and then the internship ended and reality slipped back in and I was, you know, back to... But, right, uh, going towards your career, but mm-hmm. um, what my mentor says, if you don't, if you're not liking what you're doing, then change it. Like, so it's like, okay, love what you do, you know, whatever, you know, lingo you want to put in there, it's just like, Okay, well, I love to draw. I'm going to find it. And then that's when you know, mm-hmm. well, I feel that you've made it. You absolutely love. Like, I love coming to ESPN. <laughs> I love talking to people and, and hearing what they're doing in our community and and w- how they're using themselves to, you know, get better and share their share what they have with the world. And uh, And you're doing that. So... Thank you for coming on the show. Do you ever incorporate social change into your artwork? Like, you know, things that are happening in society with 
with your athletes that you draw, Aaron? Uh, I have. I tend to stay away from it when I can, but I, it's a couple things I kind of, you know, I was like, yeah, this is not cool. So I would draw up and throw a post up. But for the most part, I tend to stay out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think the last big thing I did do was had to been when a certain person was elected into office and certain uh, things changed as far as a certain organization <laughs> doing certain things that people that they shouldn't have been doing that wasn't happening to other that was the best way to say this would not get in trouble. Certain people were getting uh, harassed and detained oh, yeah. as other people weren't because they were a certain complexion. Yeah. And before that one, maybe when, I want to say when, what was it, the Me Too movement? I think I did something then. Mm. But yeah, generally I, I, you know, stay away from that because you know, alienate, alienate a lot of people. Yeah, but but sometimes what what I find is you know when people when artists like such as yourself, Aaron, Aaron the artist on Insta, when you draw or you animate something, people that are not open to hearing or seeing or opening their mind to another viewpoint, they're it they're able to see it because it is in a drawing or artwork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The last election cycle, I did an image of when it actually looked like a certain person was going to win. When I really don't understand how that happened, <laughs> but I did a picture of a said person wearing a mask, and it's like he, he took the mask off and it was revealed to be someone else. And it's like, yeah, and this guy uh, tricked everybody, and the actual one did pretty well. A lot of people thought it was hilarious, and then there was a couple people here and there like, that's not fair. You wouldn't have done it if it was such and such oh, a one. I'm yeah. like. Well, that person didn't win. They <laughs> voted for this person. So, oh, one thing. Uh, so I'm skipping to not to cut you off, but I am doing it anyway. But uh, so my son, he likes to watch those YouTube drawing and sketches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy that sketches uh, Spider Man, and it's time lapse. Yeah, and. It shows you how to mark it out and the motorcycle and Spider-Man on a motorcycle. And my son watched that over and over. And then he was able to draw it. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's five. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this Spider-Man. He goes, yeah, I know, Mom. You know, it was like he actually he learned by just, you know, watching the sky sketch out time lapse of Spider Man on a motorcycle. It was really cool. And I was like, yeah, technology makes things so much easier. Had there been a YouTube when I was like his age, there's no telling where I'd be now. I'd probably be a light years better than I am now, but <laughs> Well, you're doing pretty great work. I'm I'm trying. Yes. Um, Aaron, so what are some books that Carl gave you that you were that you can recommend or that you thought uh, best helped you advance forward as an artist? Um, one of the books was surprisingly How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. It's good for learning the fundamentals of how you are supposed to do poses where they look believable, uh, foreshortening. Um, how to draw the the proper way to do a like a nose for a person or how to do hair, which is a lot harder to draw than people think. Why is um, that? When you're drawing hair, generally you there's several ways to do it. Some people like me and at the first 
I would try to, you know, do each individual hair when I'm shading, which takes forever. And there's other people that will go in and just, you know, draw the head and then quickly go in and shade and keep moving to the next thing. So now I'm somewhere in between. Like, I'll draw the outline of the hair, do shading, and then um, add the color and keep going as opposed to doing each individual hair Mm. because you have lights and stuff that hit the hair. So you have to try to figure out where the shadow goes here and where the shadow goes there. That will drive you crazy. Yeah. That's what I was telling you about the the young boy on Twitter that was trending how he was using charcoal. It looked like he was doing each individual hair and the shadow. and But they were saying that he was able to, you know, draw a portrait um, or shade a portrait to it within like 10 minutes. And I'm like, how the heck did he do that? And it was like he got every gland, every, you know, bit of you know, sweat coming down a person's face. And I'm like, that is remarkable. And I was like, there's no way he could do that. And then you see the woman, you know, with the video holding it and there's no break in what he's doing and you see it. And I'm like, that is like, are you born with that? Like in his case? Yeah. Um, like I've gotten faster now. I'm not that fast. I can do, basic illustration of anybody now in about 30 minutes. But yeah, I saw the video of him. That kid is really, really talented. I think he was just born with that that gift because that's extremely fast. And there's another kid I saw. Well, it might not be a kid, but he's he draws skyscrapers from memory. And he literally, I think they had him in Chicago and they showed him the whole I think it was a Sears Tower, and they showed him the whole skyline. And he drew the entire skyline in under an hour. Oh, my god! Detailed and everything. And I just look at stuff like that. I was like, I'm good, but there's <laughs> levels of, of talent. I don't know if I'll ever hit that, that, that level, but I'm really I'm good at facial stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I can look at a picture or an image like someone sitting like you I can look at you now and figure out in my head what needs to go where and how to make it look like you and even if it's just a, a rough sketch I can make it look like you okay here's a to. pencil right now I'm not gonna <laughs> but yeah it's like little details like um, like what would you what detail would you point out like if you're doing me right now probably the curly hair the shape of your nose but like other people it'd be like one eye might be a little bit bigger than the other. It's just a little thing that you, they don't notice, but then mm-hmm. after you it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, that is how, or, oh my gosh, that is how I look. <laughs> Can you fix that? But, no, this is how you look. <laughs> but yeah, um, over time I've gotten better with that because people are extremely sensitive about how they look, mm-hmm. which is hilarious when I'm doing carcature illustrations. So it's like, you know, it's, for fun right it's not supposed to be how you look it's just it's fun like well can you fix my eye okay sure that's hilarious this is espn la i'm speaking with aaron the artist you could capture his sports drawings illustrations on insta at aaron the artist aaron so you got again you got help from uh, carl jones uh, boondocks and you know everybody knows his work how have you seen your work grown since then um, and has anyone else influenced how you are able to maneuver through you know this industry i guess with 
time and I keep drawing so much now it's gotten to the point where everything is second nature so I can draw stuff a lot faster now than I could then there's a young man by the name of Anthony Piper who's actually he's uh, influenced me because he's he's gotten better too he at one point I guess he says that he wasn't really that good I think he was but I guess he's gotten better mm-hmm. and he has a, a cartoon or a comic out called Trill League which is a parody of the uh, Justice League and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And this dude is, you know, he's gone from, I think he was doing mixtape covers maybe 10 years ago to now he's doing storyboard art for cartoon series all over L.A. So he's come a long way. And seeing people like that inspire me. And that, when I get tired and stuff, I think about people like him who, like, yeah, you might have been tired, but he kept going. Yes. And... It always helps when you draw a picture of a certain person. Like, I did a picture of Griffey maybe in 2015. He liked the picture. Stuff like that goes a long way. And you're sitting Mm -hmm. there looking like, oh, my gosh, that's a guy who you idolize as a kid. Sees your uh, image as you do, and he liked it. Or I did a picture of Ludacris when he got engaged to his now wife. He took the picture and reposted it on his page. Oh, cool. Which was awesome. Yeah. And but but gave you credit, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's really awesome. Uh, who do you look uh, for to to draw in the future? Um, well, now that he's in L.A., I would love to get a picture in the hands of uh, LeBron. I mean, get him like one in his hand, and if I can get one signed, I can just frame it and put it in my my house. Oh, okay. I did a, a picture of Cam Newton when he won the MVP, and my cousin. Um, who happens to know him, got him to sign it, and it's sitting in a frame now at my oh, house. Oh, how awesome. So stuff like that is, like, I'm, I would never sell the photos. I just would let them, yeah. just hang them, like, just wrap them around, be like a wall of, like, yes. really, really cool things. Yeah. Not that this is animation or drawing, but uh, I have a, a Dwight Howard jersey from the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> That I actually won because I lost. Here we did a a thing at ESPN for uh, you know who how many points you know do you think the Lakers are going to win and if you win you'll get this autograph signed basketball from you know Kobe Bryant or if you lose you'll get the jersey. <laughs> I lost. I was the lowest and I have that just hanging in my closet. My husband, I took it home, and my husband was like, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> and then he went on, you know, social. He goes, my my wife just won this jersey. What do you guys think we should do with it? Everybody's like, burn it. Throw it away. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord, that's too bad. Everybody loved it when he first came here. <laughs> yeah, about that. I think that was what team number at the time number two. Oh my god, six now. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so it's like when you have that type of thing where you, as an artist, you know, you get their image and their life on in a drawing. I think that's pretty cool. That you know, you could have it signed in in your own home. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's probably the best part of doing what I do. So like, One, getting to meet him would be beyond cool. Two, having something that I could always tell my kids, like, yeah, so this is one of the best players ever. And this is a picture I did of one of the said best players, and he signed it. Yeah. And 
Um, stuff like that. It's a really, really funny thing about social media. It would take just literally him or someone of his nature one just one post and it could change your entire mm-hmm. everything. People will be hitting you up like, "Hey, I saw you did this for such and such. Can you do one for me?" Absolutely. I mean, that's what, how I pay my bills. So sure, I can yes. do that. Or you might have corporations come up to you after the fact and be like, "Hey, we'd like to have you involved in such and such. So we saw what you did for blah blah blah, and it, and this looks really cool. And we want you to do the same thing for us." Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as, as we all know, the football season is coming up soon. Tell us uh, what are your plans for that and and how you will go about, like, maybe preparing artwork for football. Your your favorite football is, what, the Saints, you mm-hmm. said? I'm originally from Louisiana, so, yeah, my um, team by default, well, not by default. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is by default. It's the New Orleans Saints, and when they were really bad growing up, I was still a fan, which, I mean, had to love them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then once they started getting good again, I was like, oh, it's actually cool, but I actually tell people I'm for the Saints. says, yeah, <laughs> awesome. So right now. You're not a fair weather fan. <laughs> not when it comes to them. Right, not right. In football. Other sports, maybe. But football, no. Yeah. Uh, generally, it's always been them. I, for a little while, liked the Buccaneers because they were in the Southeast. So it was kind of like, I still like the Saints, but while they're not really good and the Buccaneers were good at times, like, I'll root for them, but not when they're playing my team. But they're, <laughs> yeah. they're cool. They yeah. have cool uniforms and the logo is really cool. But like baseball, I was a Mariners fan because of Griffey. And I kind of rooted for Boston too, only because. They were up until 2004. They never won. They were just long suffering, and they always had to go up against the Yankees. And everybody was like, "Oh yeah, the Yankees, yeah." I'm like, "I'm rooting for Boston. Why not?" And now they're good. It's kind of like, "Oh, oh, go Dodgers!" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is there one particular sport that's easier to draw than another? Probably basketball players because it's you can see their faces, and it's oh. like so easy, and they're recognizable. People can recognize an NBA player on the street. These football players, unless they're really, really popular and they're in commercials, you don't know. You just know there's a big dude that's walking around. Yeah. Maybe he's just another bodybuilder. Uh, hockey players also are in the same situation because they're you know, all that gear and stuff is mm-hmm. makes it hard to draw. Baseball players are a little easier, but then they have the helmets too, so it's little details that you don't see if, as opposed to not having a helmet, but then not have a helmet. You yeah. You get hit in the head, so. It's, it's funny because I thought it would be easier to draw a football player than a basketball oh, player. You got the helmet and then all the gear that they have on is, is actually a lot tougher. Because they're like, uh, what was the guy's name? I want to say Tomlinson, who had the helmet with the visor on. Oh, he would be yeah. a nightmare to draw because you have to go back in and add shading and figure out how you can make it look like you can see the eyes, although you really can't because he has the, the I forget what it's called. the Teeth? No, no, the glare that's on the mask. Oh, or the, yeah. The uh, darker visor. Um, And then if you did draw it like that, it's a lot tougher because people don't know who it is unless they know the number. But, oh. oh, yeah, such and such. But so how do you go about drawing it? Do you draw the back with their name, or I try to draw the um, guys that don't have all the extra stuff in their, their uh, face mask. Okay. Uh, I mean it's still tough, but it's a lot easier now. Is I'll go in and uh, most other guys I do, you know who they are by the number in the team. Oh, okay. So, so for the football season, what would you do to plan ahead? Like, would you look at the schedule and see? Yeah. 
I would like for the week of, because it's kind of hard to tell right now who's going to be doing what because it's a parody league and one team's good one year, unless you're New England. The next year, <laughs> the next year they're, uh, you know, bad. But like, I'll look at the week ahead if it's certain matchups where, like, for example, Drew Brees is, I think, close to getting the passing record. So I'll probably be working on something for him because I know it's going to happen. I just don't know when. But as soon as it does, I'll have a picture ready and just hit post, and then they'll be there. But other stuff like, uh, say, Gurley set some kind of a rushing record, I would have to draw that on the fly because, you know, you're not expecting that to happen. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just have something ready just in case. So you have to really go in and research and know – you just just like here, you'd have to know who's playing, yeah. what their stats are, what's going on. So, do you keep a record of all that, or is that something that you d- that just comes naturally for you? Uh, it comes naturally. It's kind of weird because I'll remember the most obscure sports stuff. Like I could tell you who won championships in basketball and football all the way back to nineteen ninety ish. Oh yeah, and certain people like. Older players like uh, Oscar Robinson and Bill Russell. Like if I do a picture comparing something that Russell Westbrook or LeBron does compared to something they did, I know the you know how to tie the two of them together. The sports that are really tough are baseball because they play every day. So it's kind of like unless he does something really special, like a three or four home home run day, probably not going to touch it because it's just so much to have to try to you know cover. Right. Track and field is also another one that's also fun but tricky because they don't really they do it once a four years i mean they well they have meets but no one really pays attention to track and field unless you're a track and field person other than the olympics what about the world cup what did you do for that uh, i don't think i did any oh we weren't in it so yeah i don't think yeah. I, did anything. <laughs> I mean i watched some of it but yeah. yeah i didn't do a whole lot for the world cup and, like, I really don't touch golf unless Tiger's doing good. Like, this weekend is actually a good weekend. Yeah, he was trending this morning. If he if he were to win, I'm sure I'll have something posted Monday yeah. or maybe Sunday night. Yeah. the You know, we talked about Teen Titans, Aaron, um, at the beginning of the show. But this morning on Teen Titans. <laughs> that's my life. This morning on Teen Titans, Aaron. <laughs> That cartoon is hilarious. Robin was saying that he was a true leader like Tiger Woods. And like he was like he had a broken arm and leg. He goes, Tiger Woods played with a broken leg and a torn ACL. And he won. You know, so if Tiger Woods did it, we could do it, too. And it was it was hilarious. But they have a lot of references. And yeah. we were talking about the references. They did a LeBron one as well. Dribble, 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 <laughs> dribble, dribble. <laughs> Yeah, I love the cartoon. I see that they're uh, they released a trailer for a live action show. Yes, I have a lot of what's the best word questions about. There's questions, but there's certain things that they have the comics there. That's all the information you need. Why are you changing certain things? Like Robin is evil. Well, he seems evil, right? He is uh, decidedly different, but it's not the right Robin. Like, they're using Dick Grayson, and the Robin in comics that was like that wasn't him. It was a, the second Robin, oh. uh, Jason Todd. But I think they're going to use him as another character, which I, I don't understand what they're doing with that. Right. It was the trailer from Comic-Con that they mm-hmm. released, right? Yeah, I, I didn't quite get it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what? this 
Titans. And then I was like, well, this must be another Titans. It can't be Teen Titans. <laughs> they're and not Teen no more. They're, they're grown up. I, yeah. I, people were kind of upset about that. I mean, I, I kind of like the direction of them being darker. I just don't like the fact that certain characters aren't the way they need. They, you know, they've given you all you need from 60 years of comics and you're doing it completely differently and it's like i feel like marvel is better with movies and stuff like that because they follow the story even though they might deviate a little bit dc is great with the animation i i don't know i'll give it five minutes if it's not really exciting <laughs> don't give it five minutes <laughs> it's not exciting i probably won't be sticking around yeah and speaking of comic-con so that's happening now have you ever been to a comic-con not to the one in san diego i've been to a uh, dragon con in atlanta which was cool, but San Diego's Comic Con is a completely different beast. Yeah, it's off the chain. I was like, I went last year and it was crazy, but it was so awesome. Everybody is is so into you know the art and the art form and the artist and you know pop culture. It really opened my eyes to a new way of expression and how much fans love. You know, the animation. Oh, yeah. And the cosplay is serious. I know. It's so serious. <laughs> Don't try to, uh, you know, say it's the wrong character. They will fight you. I was Raven for Halloween. Uh, speaking of Teen Titans. And someone put me on a cosplay thing online. I was like, why would they... <laughs> I, I don't understand how that could happen. <laughs> like, why would someone put, I mean, I was, I made my own raven. You know, I had the, I had long purple hair mm-hmm. and the cape and everything. And uh, I walked into the CVS and the guy at, at the counter, he was like, oh my gosh, are you raven? I was like, yes, finally somebody knows who I am. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I would be, you know, a great cosplay, but whatever. I don't know. So, Aaron, can you give us some tips if, like, some people want to follow in your foot, in your footsteps, Aaron, and become a, a great illustrator, 2D animator, multimedia designer? First thing would be draw all the time. I mean, I know that's something that you probably hear a lot of people's art teachers say, but literally draw all the time. Like, take a pad with you. Go to the beach. Draw at the beach. Draw at a restaurant. Draw in, I shouldn't say this, but draw in church. Just <laughs> If you're in class, draw in class, as long as you're crazy, you know, yeah. where they need to be. Next would be, the internet has made things so much easier now. So there's a certain cartoon you like, just check the credits and see who's the casting director or the key animator, or lead animator rather. Follow them on Instagram and, you know, friend them on Facebook or Twitter ask questions they may or may not answer and if they do just keep you know keep asking questions stuff that you need to know don't be annoying about it but you know continue asking them questions and i draw a lot of inspiration from like watching movies certain albums like right now well the last six months has it been six months maybe two or three months rather hamilton like while i'm drawing i'll listen to hamilton while i'm drawing because it takes my head away from everything else and i just seem to you know flow a lot easier with my drawing and i guess life is probably the biggest and best inspiration there's so much stuff so much stuff to draw from all you have to do is literally go to yahoo news or google or cut on tv or espn oh yeah absolutely (laughs) espn and you know just top headlines top stories you know you have lots of stuff right there like today tigers big news uh machado's huge 
LeBron, those are three people right there I could draw and just throw something up and, you know, have it posted tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Aaron, the artist, for sharing all that you know. And we talk about working in, in the industry and how if you can't be a professional athlete, there's other ways to break into the industry. And, and being a creative artist, drawing, you know, your favorite athletes and illustrations and animation, that that's another way to be a part of the sport. Thank you for sharing your art with us. Thank you for having me. And again, Aaron, the artist on Insta at Aaron, the artist. I'm Laferne Cusack. Thank you so much for joining me. For more information, please log on to ESPNLA.com and go to the radio page. Check out more podcasts. I'll see you next week here on ESPN LA 710. ESPN LA 710.